When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host, Zoe Forsey, and I'm joined by our royal editor, Russell Myers, to talk all things Jubilee. Now, obviously, Russell was out and about crazy busy last week, so I was joined by Jennifer Newton to talk about the Trooping of the Colour, but Russell was down there and had a very, very busy schedule. So have you recovered yet, Russ? Have I recovered? Hello, by the way. It's nice to see you because I didn't see you last week. We did a little drop in. Did, yeah, did, so some new stars only. of the show. Some new yeah. stars of the show. I haven't listened to it back actually. Did it work all right? It did. Jim was brilliant. It was good. Super, super stuff. And brilliant. we had some nor- northern on the podcast, which we, oh, we haven't yeah. had a northern accent before. So I think we, that was quite nice. <laughs> we need to represent the re- well, we had a few because we had Matt Young, who's from Red Car up yeah. in the northeast. Where's Dan? Dan Dan is from Dan's from near there as well. I think he's from, from Newcastle. If, yeah, he probably hate me. He's probably from Yorkshire or somewhere. And then... Um, and, we started think, this by trying to be nice about the North and saying <laughs> this, and now we're just saying somewhere in the North, and this has gone downhill dramatically. I always <laughs> laugh, actually, when, it, when it's... You, I can't remember what motorway it is. It's awful, and it just says the North. I think yeah. it's as you hit... It must be as you hit the M40 or the M1. And for anyone <laughs> of our international cousins listening, I'm sure this is a very awfully boring segment start to the podcast. So let's go straight into the Jubilee. And yes, Jubilee. Well, I mean, God, what a party. It was just it was great. So and good. I kept saying, you know, even if you weren't up for the Jubilee, I'm sure people were a bit jubileed out if they had if they uh they weren't looking forward to it. But you got an extra day's holiday. What wasn't to love about that? <laughs> but genuinely. The love on the streets of London and across the country, because I was speaking to a lot of the reporters who were out and about and at the, um, at the big lunches, the tea parties, the street parties. And I just think everyone was feeling the love and the weather. We've got to get a weather uh, mention in yeah. there because... We, we didn't think it was going to be nice. Well, it was due to be absolutely horrendous. So we were promised thunderstorms there was a yellow weather warning I don't even know what that is but the Met Office (laughs) who do all the weather for the for the news stations they were warning of thunderstorms lightning so that was basically going to ruin the Saturday then the Sunday pageant was supposed to be a complete washout and it wasn't that you know so Sunday was pretty balmy actually it was pretty nice um anyway let's let's hook back I know we spoke about trooping last week or you and Jen did so I just say, great to see it back in London. Great to see the Queen and her family loving life. Obviously, there was a little bit of Harry and Meghan drama, whether whether they would be out and about. Those pictures emerged of the two of them poking their tongues out or shushing the kids in a playful manner. Um, we didn't really, well, we didn't get to see them until the Friday. So then we, we sort of, oh, Beacons. I, I, mean, oh, yeah, beacons. I should mention right, Beacons. beacons. Yes, yeah, so I, I said. recorded just before the Beacon stuff started. So, yeah, we didn't chat about that. So that was really lovely. So we had the Queen at Windsor. We weren't, well, we didn't know if we were going to get the Queen, weren't we? Because I thought it was going to be 
uh, Prince William very much leading it at the palace, but he ended up being a bit of a supporting role, it looked like. Well, he did. And nobody really knew what was going on because sort of just, and I tell you what, when I was, when I was watching the Queen on the balcony taking the salute from all the soldiers, I thought, gosh, she is standing for a long time. I think somebody yeah. timed it at 33 minutes, both then yeah. and at Windsor. And obviously she had to get to and from Windsor to, the, to Buckingham Palace and what have you. And she was standing on her feet for a long time. And I thought, this doesn't bode well. Um, however, the beacons were actually really cool. From a festival of colour to a festival of light, I kept saying. And it really, really was that the, the incredible, she pressed, I think it was like shaped like a globe this sort of big buzzer yeah, thing. Yeah, that was really cool. So like, I remember the guy walked up and it was on like a, a very fancy cushion, wasn't it? And he kind of presented it to her. It was, yeah. It was like really, the crown. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> like the crown when, you, when it's uh, at state opening. So it was very fancy. And then she came out. She was looking quite happy. So she was obviously up for doing it. Otherwise, she would have cancelled that as well. And they probably could have got, you know, Princess Anne or one of the Wessexes to stand in. So then they had that. Then she missed the church service. And of course, what a, I mean, the, the venue speaks for itself. St Paul's Cathedral is not only iconic, but just majestic. It's just an, an absolutely incredible, incredible place. The the, the music, the, the the readings were quite good, I thought. I thought the, the Archbishop of York standing in for the Archbishop of Canterbury who got COVID and had to, he was sort of a late stand-in. His, his little, um, little couple of funny one-liners about the Queen and her horse racing and betting and what have you. So it went yeah, without it a hitch. It was personal. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. services don't, have the kind of personal touch but you could this was the queen's event and that was felt in the words as well it wasn't just religious which I think was really nice yes I think you're right I mean obviously there was a bit of you know Harry and Meghan I mean that was the only time we saw them I mean um and I was being pulled up on on this you just raised it did we see them again no, we didn't. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to say, but I think I you're you going to ask it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to ask you because you were there, and I, but I think you're going to say it because we go back to the start of the day. Obviously, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson was really booed when he got out the car, and I remember you and I had lots of discussions because nobody could really seem to agree whether Meghan and Harry had been booed as well. Some people were saying there were lots of boos. Uh, but what did you hear from actually? Okay, so I was I was inside, sitting in like the bleachers of the the crypt, basically. So I will I will I will give you the story of how I know it. So we obviously have colleagues who were outside reporting when the arrivals were happening. So we could then update our colleagues, like you guys in the offices and stuff. So that I I know I can tell you three or four people who are out there, and they all said a mixture of booze and cheering and I think when you've listened to a lot of the audio you will there is different cameras there were different reporters at different places different um news crews were picking up different things on their mics so some of them were picking up a bit of booze some of them were picking up cheers a mixture of both resounding cheers I mean there was a huge mixture I mean the only thing you could probably say with it complete certainty is Boris Johnson got booed out of town yep. I mean, it was unbelievable <laughs> Yeah, I mean, talking about, you know, that, I mean, that's incredible uh, what was happening there. But my, my, you know, my colleague said there were there was a mixture. And so, and there were several, I'd say, a couple of thousand, maybe a thousand people outside, maybe more than a couple and of thousand. It was like the, the, the crowds were really big. I mean, I got there about half past seven in the morning. And so 
I then went into the church at about, I don't know, half past nine. They all arrived but from half 10, 11, I suppose. And so, yeah, um, I was quite surprised, really, because they hadn't been seen. Um, there is an awful lot of... The feeling is very split here in the UK. And I think it started to be that way in the, in the US. I mean, obviously, our American cousins will, will, will update us on that. Um, but I think they're quite they've they polarize opinion and maybe that's what they felt that they were damned if they do damned if they didn't really because they had promised not to overshadow the events they stuck to their word i think it was really sad that they didn't go to the concert and they didn't go to the pageant because i think that they they could have done that and they could have sat away from the family they could have sat with the tindles or whatever and but saying that again on the flip side everybody would be pouring over the images of them together, whether they were looking at each other. They obviously didn't want Archie and Lily to be to, to be photographed, and that's the, the sort of track that they're taking. We're, we're, in contrast, we saw a lot of the Tyndall kids. We saw Baby August. We saw loads of the Cambridges. I mean, it was it was totally opposite in that in that sense. And the other the other thing is, and I got I've been challenged on this, and I'm, I'll tell you what I saw because. So I had sort of a side profile, so, so, sort of sitting up in the gods, and I had a side profile of the of them all walking in. So they were yeah. coming from left to right, up into the altar, right? And when, um, so Harry and Meghan obviously <laughs> come in, they have a little bit of an awkward get up into their seat, and they had to squeeze past the you know the the the, um, the York sisters and their their chaps. And then when Charles. Um, when the Cambridges and then Charles and Camilla walked in, Harry, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even look in his direction. They were just straight ahead and then they were pulling off to the right, sit in their seats. William almost sort of ducked his right shoulder to sort of move, move in very quickly. Harry leant back in his seat and he peered over Jack Brooksbank's head to, to look at, I'm not saying to try and catch their eye, but he definitely sort of looked, leant back in his seat and gazed over in their direction. And I thought in that moment that if William had, you know, caught his gaze and sort of given him a nod, well, then that would have been the story, wouldn't it? It would have been like, oh, yeah, my God, 100%. the brothers have made up. But the very fact that he didn't even do that, I think, speaks volumes. And I think that that was a golden opportunity they weren't going to be spending any time together apart from that. To be fair, we we didn't. There was this reception at the Guild Hall, which is a huge hall about a couple of miles away. Um, I think it's part of the the Lord Chamberlain's office. Someone will correct me on this, but it's a sort of a fancy uh, event functions place. And there was a big reception for members of the congregation and the royals. All all of the royals went apart from Harry and Meghan, and I think when when that happened. First of all, when I saw, you know, Harry and um, William not not catching each other's gaze or William not looking at him or whatever. But then when Harry and Meghan didn't go, he thought, well, if they're not even going to that, then they're not going to go to anything. Because yeah. that, that, that was very, there was no cameras inside. There was no uh, reporters were kept away. It was very much, you know, a family event with members of the congregation who had been picked from various community heroes and people from the armed forces and so on and so forth. But I thought, you know, that was very, very telling. And the fact that they didn't want to even 
you know, go associate with the family, spoke volumes. And, and again, I've just finished this point, just because the fact that they'd flown all this way to only go to the church service, I suppose, you know, that shows a degree of respect. Um, but then you think, well, it was all part the Jubilee. I, sorry, they, they, they go to trooping as well. But then uh, the, 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 I suppose they didn't want to be seen to be having a good time and, at the concert and the, and, the, and the pageant, which is quite sad, really, because as, as great as trooping and the church service was, the concert and the pageant were fantastic. So they oh, missed yeah. out on the best bits, really. So I so talking about going back to that moment in the in the uh, St Paul's Cathedral where you say that Harry William kind of very consciously didn't look. I know lots of people had said like, oh, this is a sign of a fallout. This is a sign of a rift. But from my point, the way I saw it, and I don't know how you feel about this, is William knows exactly what he's doing. And mm. if he had looked over, as you said, that would have been the story. And by not Absolutely, doing yeah. that, the headlines, obviously the headlines were always going to be Meghan and Harry that day. There was no way around that, mm. especially mm. with the Queen not there. But it felt more, I saw it more, of him making a conscious effort to not, play into that narrative rather than you know completely avoiding it um and also with the guild hall thing i was really surprised because it's kind of part of the same event wasn't it it's was almost like they kind of left halfway but not and also not just that you're out you've done your hair you've done your makeup you might as well mm. go for a, might as well go for a bit of a, a lunch and then go and a bit of a spread why not? Yeah. why not is it cute at the buffets i mean uh, i mean uh, like like a lot of these things, nothing ha is left to chance. Nothing happens by accident. Yeah, I've mentioned this several times. There's the colour of the Queen's flowers, the Ukrainian flag, the colour of the Queen's hat. Symbolism is layered through the family. George standing next to the Queen at the final. Yeah. So those pictures are iconic, historic. They are, nothing is left to chance with those. <clears throat> so... You know, you just look at how far away the Sussexes were sitting. I mean, you've got the Tyndalls behind the Cambridges. I mean, all, the, all yeah. of this is layered. And fair enough that they probably couldn't care less, the Sussexes, because they think, well, we've left, we've left this. What do, what do we care where we sit? But obviously the imagery was there and then the, the scene was set. And I think you're right that the, um, the fact that the Queen wasn't there, <laughs> there was a gap to be filled, wasn't there? The fact that the, that the Sussexes and the Cambridges and whether Harry and William would have locked eyes with each other, a little nod here or there. And I can, you know, that's what I saw. So, um, and I think probably, probably William did the right, well, definitely did the right thing because if he had done that, um, you know, he, he would have just been, the headlines would have been about him and the brother's rift is solved and whatever. Now yeah. my understanding, my understanding is they, I don't know, there was a story knocking about just before the Jubilee about how they'd been texting and WhatsApping, and I mean that that is simply not happening. There is no contact. There is, you know, Charles. I mean, Charles has spoken to Harry a couple of times, but it's, it's things are still very fraught. And uh, you know, this 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 um, opportunity for it to uh, to be squashed wasn't taken, and um, uh, obviously all focus was on the Queen, but. Um, I think that things are things are still very, very, um, very, still very raw. Now let's talk quickly, but before we move on, I do want to speak a bit more about the uh, the Guildhall lunch because I, basically I want to talk about the food and I want to talk about the canapes. So what did they have? They had Norfolk duck breast with grapes and balsamic, smoked salmon Nom. and dill, 
beetroot shortbread with whipped goat's cheese. And what I enjoy at the end of it was just cocktail sausages and sausage rolls. Because what is a Jubilee lunch <laughs> without some sausage rolls? Um, there was also, yeah, well shepherd's pie, cod and chips, uh, all sorts. And yeah, for pudding, what would you want at a pudding if you were going to the Guildhall on Jubilee Day lunch? Eaten, eaten mess. Spotted oh, dip. Oh, yeah, but no, absolutely no eating mess. But Jelly and ice cream. Vanilla clotted cream ice cream and chocolate dipped strawberries. Superb. Absolutely superb. Very well, nice. uh, well I, I mean, I didn't, I did, I, I mean, I was mainly eating biscuits over the course of the weekend <laughs> drinking copious amounts of cups of tea but I do think anyway. yeah the, the most broken conversation I think or message you sent me was when you said you'd eaten nothing apart from what was it it was like Haribo and Hobnobs or something it's on Mike Tyndall talking about the kids having a sugar rush and I thought <laughs> lord I, I know exactly what that's like the my mood swings are all over the place. Anyway, yeah. moving, well, on, moving on. Actually, really quickly before we do, because I want to chat about the red, the colours we saw of the women's outfits. I'm going to make you talk about fashion. I'm very sorry. Well, I mean, I don't talk about it enough, great. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, obviously we had Kate in that bright yellow number, which was lovely. We also had uh, Zara Tyndall looked amazing in pink. And we saw an appearance from one of my other favourite royals who just makes me laugh every time we see her. And that is... Sophie Winkleman, who is married to Lord Frederick Windsor, who is obviously Big Sue's in Peep Show and yes. always makes me laugh Twitter when people forget that she's royal or don't know <laughs> and get very confused when they see, you know, the royals out and about and Big Sue's just rock up next to her, um, which is fantastic. So I thought that was really lovely um, and really nice. Um, yes, so that was the second day. And then on to the Saturday. So where were you on Saturday? Because I was Saturday. off, I had a great day. So I had a big, big you, lion and then went it out. It was your birthday. It was. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. I me didn't realise. My birthday pal. So, yeah, so I was very lucky that I got the day off and actually went down to the palace. I didn't get as good a seat as you did. However, I was one of the people kind of sat out on the mole with a flag, very excited. My friend bought me a, you know, the Jerry Hallowell. I saw, I saw, I saw. Wonderful. After, not straight away. I spent, that was, I must admit, that didn't go on until I'd had one or two glasses of fizz uh, to celebrate celebrate the occasion. Um, But it was good. But where were you? Because you were inside, weren't you? Well, I didn't go, I didn't go to the Derby on the Saturday Mm. because the the logistics were just, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have got back from the concert because there were so many people there. But I did have, Pretty spanking seats for the for the concert. I wasn't too sure about the concert. I thought mm, it was a lot of acts. You know how are they going to crash it all in? But I'm telling you, it was absolutely amazing. It was brilliant. Um, the the light show of the drones was just incredible. I, I, I need yeah. to put some pictures. Out. I was sort of putting loads of my stories, but I'm going to do some and do some. What do you call it? Posts. <laughs> good lord anyway wow, I'm, I'm... wow. <laughs> good god i'm supposed to be off on holiday i'm i'm still working this week good lord anyway um i i thought that the concert was great they were all loving that they were loving it you know there was i mean who who is it craig david elton john there were some people i didn't know I was, was going to a... say we know how you are with your popular culture how many of the acts do you think you knew of the you George Ezra finally you had your moment with I George Ezra. I saw George yeah. Ezra. Um, who was the chap who sang in Sam Fender? 
He was there. Oh, uh, Eurovision. He was good. Yeah. He was. He was good. Uh, who else did you see? Help me out. Who? Who else was there? Obviously, Queen. Queen. Craig. Craig David. I know Craig David. Diversity. He was, he, he was pretty great, good. Diversity. Yeah, were really good. Like, summary of music through the decades I thought was really clever actually the bit I loved was when they did the Beatles walking on Abbey Road and they like held up dancers to the side didn't they and they walked across it which was great yeah that was um, wicked it was good uh, Diana Ross posed it Diana Ross wasn't great this, I'm no, going to say something controversial because yeah. I was just we, leaving because yeah. I had to go back to the media centre and, and start writing but it was it was a bit off I was have really you, disappointed, yeah. unfortunately. Have you listened to it back on telly yet? No. Sounded very different. Obviously, uh. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about <laughs> oh, this. Oh, dear. But I did the same Dubbed. thing of I was sitting there, go, I was listening to it going, oh. but on telly it sounded great. So maybe, but as I said, I'd, by this point, I'd been out for the entire evening. I was dancing around a lot. Who am I to judge? But well, Elbow, Elbow were really good as well. Oh, yeah, Obviously, Elbow. a big, big fan of Elbow. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was good. It was, it was good. Big party. And the Royals absolutely loved it. Particularly, oh, yeah. listen. <laughs> the the star of the show, though, obviously Paddington, the marmalade oh, sandwiches. Paddington. I mean, well, we haven't mentioned so that, Paddington. I, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So we, I got told about it. By the palace, all top secret with sworn secrecy. This is going on. It was there was going to be a sort of James Bond moment, and then we nobody got told about it till about four or five o'clock, and then we, it was we showed one image of what was happening, and nobody nobody got the footage until we actually saw it, and the Queen didn't even tell her own family it was happening because yeah. they were so worried about it leaking out. Which I love, and the, and the, and the same happened were to the great of they the were. George, you saw that with jo- with George and Charlotte. I don't know if you've seen these pictures. The moment it was on, some I have, yeah, photographer amazing. obviously turned to them and got pictures, and both their faces are like, oh, what oh it's just genius. Doing? It was, and it was so it was clever. Brilliant. I missed Duran Duran and Nile Rodgers. I'm just looking at it. I saw the Phantom yeah. of the Opera. That was good. That was I saw good. Rod I Stewart. Hamilton. Rod Hamilton Stewart was, was good. good. The Hamilton period was absolutely wicked. Um, so I was, so I'm a huge, huge Hamilton geek. It's one of my favourite things. And I was a bit surprised by the song choice they picked. And I was trying to work out for the life of me why they went for that and not one of the better known songs. And then I worked out, I was like, mm, a lot of Hamilton is slagging off the royal family and the of British. Of course it is. Of course so it is. Going, <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I wonder if that's maybe it's one of the few songs that doesn't have, you know, insulting the king or something. So, yeah, I, that it's quite a rousing number, go. I suppose. And yeah, but you're you're probably right. You are yeah. definitely right. It's just <laughs> Which I hadn't even thought about. But yeah, it was it was great. It was it was so much fun. Um, and what other bits were there? Yeah, the light show was great. We had the corgi in the sky the, the, the like light show was tremendous yeah. all the drones that was it's just incredible um really so that i mean that sort of set it off and i was thinking oh this is probably the this is probably it now although we i did i had written a story a couple of weeks before about how this big jubilee this big balcony moment was being planned the queen and her three heirs alongside the two future queens and the, you know the naughty palace was saying i was wrong and they said that they were saying that they said I'm I, you're, I'm going to look silly. That is definitely not going to happen. And I said, well, let's see what happens. And I was, you know, 
not to blow my own trumpet, yeah. but we were proved <laughs> right because that was that was the fitting end to it. I mean, it was just uh, just fantastic having that because you'd obviously had the balcony moment on Thursday and the fly pass. It was very emotional actually because I just I was thinking back to this new BBC documentary that is out. I'll remember the the um, the name of it in a minute. This new, and if you haven't seen it, you've got you've got to watch it because it's just. I think it's called Queen Elizabeth. Oh, the the like kind of home movies one. Yes, the one that the Queen narrates at the beginning, oh, and they've cle- very very cleverly done it. They've very very cleverly done it. They've they've actually managed to not only get the Queen to narrate the the start of it, but it it feels like she's narrating the whole thing because they've used sixty of her speeches. They went through four hundred of her speeches throughout the her seventy years or even longer, I mean, it's, it's throughout her whole life as a princess as well. So, and it, it feels like she's narrating the whole thing. It's, it's simply marvellous. The reason I mention that is because there's lots of footage of VE Day and the Queen speaking about how she snuck out the palace with Margaret and they'd worn disguises and they were just in amongst the, all the people. It was just this wonderful, rapturous day of you know, jubilation. And I thought, gosh, if you imagine those scenes of how how happy people were, and it kind of felt like when the when the, the fly pass was happening, the seventy aircraft um, from all from from her reign, really, and the, the the Lancaster bomber and the Spitfires from World War Two, and as they were flying over, you could just totally feel this sense, this wave of emotion, people cheering, whooping. And it was, you know, probably as well as close to any of experience that we will have of that moment. And I thought, gosh, how does the Queen feel? Because, you know, normally when there's crowds for trooping, it's nowhere near what it was yeah. for, the, for the Jubilee. And it must have been really emotional because, I mean, we don't know, but I imagine this could be the last time we see the Queen on the balcony. It was quite a big effort. She must be absolutely exhausted. Um, obviously, she'd been standing... A long time on that Thursday, forcing her to pull out of the next two days of events, and then just appeared on the balcony for three or four minutes. I think it was on the Sunday, but she must have been really emotional because ha- seeing those scenes, having witnessed them as a, a young—I think she was nineteen, maybe a bit younger than that—it um, must have it must have brought back some very very special memories. But, but, but of course, after the pageant, the pageant was sort of weird and wonderful. I would have liked to watch it on the telly because what I felt it was lacking being there was some commentary. And because all that you're seeing, all these amazing floats and the buses and who were on the buses and you were trying to spot who was on the sort of 60s and 70s and 80s buses. Oh, there's Kate Moss, there's Naomi Campbell, there's so-and-so from Blue Peter or all the Olympic stars. But there was no one saying, well, this is so-and-so, the Olympic champion, or this, yeah. is the, this is the dancing troupe from West London, and this is the Bangra dancers from Acton. Or It really sort of missed that. But I imagine it had it on the telly. So I imagine they, they didn't want a, somebody yeah, talking so over it. I still want to watch, because I was watching it on TV, but I was watching the live like BBC coverage of it, which didn't have that. And it was it was brilliant, but it was really frustrating because I was watching it going, oh, God, who's that? I recognise yeah. that face. I know that person. And, you know, and it's frustrating. So, but yeah, I'm assuming that kind of like the main BBC channel had more of a this is who everyone was. But yeah, I think weird so. and wonderful is the best way to describe it. It was absolutely 
Well, yeah, it was wicked because he had the, yeah, dames great. in mad. I think mad is probably the best way to describe yeah. it. Dames in jags, you know, people on BMXs wheeling up the mall. Then you had uh, the Bangra dancers were amazing. All the sort of gymnasts, the the acrobats. Um, I mean, there's probably the only time the the, the royal family will be jiving to uh, fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty mad. So. I loved it. I thought it was wicked. And then when nobody knew that that balcony moment was happening. And obviously we'd we'd, we'd written about it and we'd said it was happening. But then it was touch and go because the Queen had pulled out the previous two days of events. Nobody, the the palace had said, don't expect her. She's she's not coming. We knew she wasn't coming to the pageant, but I definitely thought that she would. um, I definitely thought she would summon all her might to get onto the balcony to have that picture, because now you look at it, and again, I talk about nothing left to chance. The f- that's the future of the monarchy. Yeah. And it'll be such very, there's been a, there's such a powerful image. You had the, George standing next to his um, great-grandmother, and then the, obviously the Cambridge family, Charles and Camilla, have had this huge PR push. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his speech was received, because I think it, it went down all right on TV. It was pretty flat being there. He he did he wasn't projecting himself enough, unfortunately. Uh, okay. But yeah, just there it was probably the only the bit of the I'm jumping about a bit here. But it was probably the bit about the the concert, which was a little bit flat. However, however, the the other stuff was incredible. But uh, but again, I think that it will be very interesting to see how King Charles is welcomed because. You've got a hundred thousand people all singing "God Save the Queen." There was a lot of emotion, the jubilee. I mean, we all we all need we all needed a party. We all needed to be able to get out, and as the Queen had said, create memories for a lifetime. Go and see your friends, family, have have the best time. Oh, will will that sentiment carry forward um, when the Queen is no? I mean, let's hope that we're we're talking about this in some years in the future, but. It'll be very interesting to see how it progresses um, because I think PR-wise for the royal family over this weekend, it's been absolute dynamite, hasn't it? Everyone oh, was fully, fully, yeah. fully on board, fully flag-waving. I mean, it, it must look amazing to uh, really to an international audience as well. They must think, God, look at Buckingham Palace. And again, thank God it didn't rain because everybody oh, would have had umbrellas so up. Nobody, those pictures would have just looked drab <laughs> so it just yeah. would have looked and again would, would the queen have would would she have stood on the balcony that long she could have got ill if it had been howling a gale on the thursday and then would she have made it on the sunday so all in all yeah. a resounding fantastic success but going back to the pageant quickly did you see the pro one of my favorite moments from it was the pro lee stuff did you see that I did. well great. i was just in, i was i was in front of it what well, then the jag broke down when it broke down and you had to have all the guys in the high vis had to come and push her out and she was kind of waving and I know oh, I was, was, in, I was it, it was a jag she was in wasn't it like it an old da- yeah. Jag. yeah 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 it yeah, was pretty pretty very bad funny. <laughs> and but, there was these poor guys pushing it along there was about yeah. five of them putting their back out imagine being yeah imagine like telling your family oh I'm working the jubilee today I'm going to be in the background doing it and then turning on the telly and seeing <laughs> your pal on there pushing a jag but absolutely the Cambridge kids were out at the pageant and Prince Louis, Prince Louis was my highlight of the entire weekend. He was Obviously. absolutely brilliant. And the faces he was doing 
during the pageant. He was jumping on a chair. He went for a cuddle with Prince Charles at one point. He was blowing was... raspberries at Kay. And for, for, for anyone who says that Charles is a man from a bygone era and not affectionate, and I think that's been he's been labelled as such, but not particularly great father, very warm. I thought that spoke volumes. And I've seen yeah, the video of when, if it's a really cute video when William sort of leans over and he says, Grandpa, can, can Louis come and sit on your knee? Yeah. And you see Charlotte as well and she gives him a thumbs up. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I thought, you know what? For all the sort of pressures on this family, and of course there were a lot, and the fact that those children sat there for two and a half hours of that pageant is absolutely oh, extraordinary. Because yeah. I can't I get my daughters to that. sit down for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was, yeah, no, fair enough. I was struggling, sort of watching and watching it. And they were, I mean, they were fantastically well behaved. And I thought, really warm moment that you're seeing. And again, this could be the start of something new for the Cambridges because they took them. We haven't mentioned that the sort of the, the home nations visits as well. Oh, the Cambridges in Wales, the Wessexes in Northern Ireland, obviously Princess Anne at feeding the penguins in, in at Edinburgh Zoo. But the, the fact that they took um, George and Charlotte to, to Wales, could this could, will we now start to see them on different engagements? I still think we'll, there will be a major tour next year well, they will take the children. That surely has to happen. I mean, we haven't been yeah. to Australia. I keep if I, I I've got this thing. If I say it and if I say it often enough, it will happen. You so, just want to go to Australia. This is the thing: is that you want to go of course, and visit. Of course, I actually work. love I love it there. So, I think I think we could see a tour with the children. And so, when would that be? Over the Easter period, our springtime, yeah, looking into probably. the end of their. Looking into say so that they're autumn, weather's still all right over there. So it's yeah, normally beautiful. Not, not too hot, not too hot. Exactly. And so, so so could we see something where they take the children for a week in Australia and they've got two weeks off over two or three weeks off over Easter? Well, I I think that could happen because obviously they didn't we, we didn't get to go to Australia last well before the pandemic. We were supposed to go when the wildfires were raging across of Australia. Course. Yeah. Then we obviously the pandemic, then we couldn't go. Or they can go on tour because of um, the Australian election was called. That's obviously now just been settled. So I think that will be in the offering sometime next year. So maybe I should buy a lottery ticket as well. <laughs> now, before we move on from Jubilee stuff, uh, because I think that's everything we needed to talk about. Um, I just wanted to kind of like my favourite bit of it all was I think we just saw the royals a lot more personally. Like we saw so many nice engage, you know, like so many uh, chats and exchanges between them. Like the Tyndalls played a really big role. You know, you saw Mike kind of playing around with Louis, which was really cute. Um, and you saw lots more of them on social. Like Eugenie posted the videos of like behind the scenes at Troop in the Colour of mm. them watching it on the roof. Mike Tyndall was winning Instagram with his picture of him trying on Zara's hat. <laughs> every morning it just felt a lot more like like a lot more laid back and a lot more chilled and not as kind of you know rigid as these things normally have to be and it just felt like they were just loving every second of it and they were willing to share some of it well like, again time, you're yeah. that's that's right just just about sort of willing to share that's a really good point because when zara was at epsom races she said she hadn't been before so obviously they princess anne was representing the queen she spoke i think it was a channel four broadcast and she said 
oh, the Queen's, you know, she's absolutely on form. She's doing well. She was standing a bit too long. So she's just at home sitting in her comfy clothes watching the horse <laughs> racing. And you had this image of just the Queen sitting there in like sitting there in a tracksuit, just with yeah. her feet up with her, with her slippers on. But again, sharing those little moments, whether they're behind the scenes or sharing pictures of the children. I saw Eugenie was doing a little video of August, which wearing a Union Jack jumper. I think that was at the at the pageant. These little moments were great. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely think they run scripted as much as the the, the other performances <laughs> were scripted and talking about how. Um, nothing left to chance. These little moments were not, and they were very organic. And um, I think people were just getting caught up in it, which was really lovely. Thank you. And the Cambridges shared some really nice behind-the-scenes photos on Instagram after everything had calmed down a bit as well, which showed them kind of getting in a car, walking into stuff. And they had that lovely comment, didn't they? They said that we all had a lovely time, especially Louis, obviously kind of referring to the fact that he, I think, had most of the front pages to himself. <laughs> Uh, with all those great pictures. Uh, Mike Tinder also said uh, on his podcast, I'm not sure if um, you've had a chance to listen to it yet, but on the good, the bad, the bad and the rugby, he was speaking about it all. He was saying how they were, all the kids were a bit of a sugar high and there were those great pictures of them. Mm. You know, that tactic you use with kids of if you need them to be good, you just kind of have treats ready constantly and they were all them with handing sweets, out yeah. those little Malwam sweets that you get and they were just chewing away on those, which was good. Um yeah, but it was just really, it was just, it was so lovely. It was really I think, good. do you know what, just coming back, because I know we want to mention Harry and Meghan and the fact that yep. they, they, they'd they left, they'd left even before the pageant. They 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 yeah, got out of town. I was really surprised by that. I thought, I thought my money was on that we'd see, because I get the concert, it would have been lovely for them to go, but it was Lily Burke's birthday, but I did think we'd see them at the pageant. So I was really quite sad that we didn't. Do yeah, you know why I, they went early? Well, I suppose they just had enough. I mean, what was the point in saying if they weren't going to hang around for the pageant, they weren't hanging around socially with the Cambridges. Um, yeah. They'd they'd seen the Queen beforehand. There wasn't going to be any you know big lunch for the rest of the family. Um, so what was the point? I mean, it was quite a fleeting visit, wasn't it? But maybe they and had a long something. Flight. Yeah, a maybe long they had something. Such a short. Yeah. Maybe they had something to. I mean, I, I know people dig them out for flying private jets in the past, but I was surprised at this, like travelling on a private jet. I mean, you know, it's all a bit contentious, isn't it? And listen, they kept out of the way. I know we, I, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd have a little bit more uh, of a gap before seeing a picture of Lilibet, but they, they whacked it up, I think it was month, that was on Monday, wasn't it? It was obviously yeah. Monday, so obviously the pageant Jubilee was done. Miss and Harriman uh, released this this picture and some behind the scenes. They looked very happy. They looked very happy. That nice black and white photo of Miss and Harriman's wife and kids and Megan and Lily. So, um, listen, they they kept their end of the bargain. They didn't overshadow it. There was no point in them staying if they weren't going to see the rest of the family. So, but. I think we can be sure that that is the last time we are going to see them for a long time because they won't want to. I mean, it seems as though there's nothing for them here, doesn't it? In the in the UK, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see them. Um, we'll see them back in the UK for quite yeah. some time. So, what do we know, if anything, about Lilibet's party? So, it obviously happened on the Saturday. Um, there was lots of headlines about the fact that there was lots of headlines about oh, the royals had 
they'd not bothered to go Meghan and Harry not sorry Kate and William hadn't bothered to go but obviously they were in Cardiff so it was a diary crash yeah do we yeah. know any more about it apart from from the looks of those photos face painting lots of face garden. painting nice time in the garden it was just how was it described by their people as just sort of a very chilled out spontaneous yeah. garden party something like that but yeah I mean they were obviously very keen to keep it under wraps, let's say, not overshadow anything to the, of the Jubilee. And so they came in and then they left. I mean, who can blame them? Um, as I say, I think the fact, that, the fact that the Cambridges didn't spend any time with them socially, um, the fact that they didn't even go to the, the Sussexes, didn't go to the Guildhall, and William didn't even look in his brother's direction, speaks volumes, doesn't it? And this is what I've been saying against those headlines that come out that, you know, the brothers are speaking. Well, they're not. Um, I think there still needs to be an awful lot more water under the bridge before before that gets um, gets back to anywhere like it was in the past. But they were here. And do we know if the Queen met Lilibet? Definitely. It's not you know officially what? confirmed. It hasn't it? been officially confirmed. I mean, I've been told, yes, she did. But again, they not officially confirmed. Not, surely. Of course they would have done. I mean, this the whole, I, I thought that was an interesting story about how the Sussexes were banned from taking a professional photographer to meet Lily. I mean, they, they would have wanted those photographs. I mean, there was an interesting point how the Sussexes didn't have any pictures or opportunities to be pictured near the Queen. So well, near they, any that, of the royals, really. Or any of the, well, I mean... They, Apart was, from Beatrice and Janie. And that's, they, you know, I, I've always said I thought that they would go to the Jubilee. I thought that they would, um, they would want to go because they still need to be seen as in the royal family. They still need that currency. There is still interest in it. I mean, they still use Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Meghan's constantly referring to herself as such so it is it is something that they need in order to stay relevant some people will argue against that they don't need the royal family well I think they do because on their own they're I think they're 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 struggling a little bit aren't they they're they're struggling with Netflix their Spotify um, podcast was cancelled now it's been changed to to just Megan's son we still haven't heard of what Megan's doing I mean, we we of course know it's very very hard to put on the podcast, and you know you yeah. can't you can't do it willy nilly. So listen, uh, they that they they would have potentially wanted a bit more from what they got out of it. That's that's debatable, but that's my view that they would have they would have wanted pictures with them with the Queen. They were they were this 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 balcony moment that they were potentially invited to which they weren't invited to lots of talk about that then the queen ruled that it was only going to be working members of the family and then you just look just look at the seating plan you just look at the seating plan at St Paul's that tells you that tells you all you need to know anyway lovely picture of Lily Bet. she looks very nice lovely very of red hair so lovely she's very, little she's, headband. She's very gorgeous. Cute. She's very, very cute. Very nice. And it was nice to see her, although we didn't see Archie at all. No. So, yeah, but it was interesting. It was lovely to see something, which was really nice. And even though we didn't get to see them, it was nice that hopefully um, Archie and Lilybeck got those moments with, with Great Granny at some point, which is very nice. Now, away from the Jubilee, there's not much else has We've not really got too much else, but Prince Andrew has. Is there been another update on his on his uh, uh, chalet? 
Miss Skiing, Skiing Home. <clears throat> well, this is interesting because I thought that this was all done and dusted because yeah, so Prince Andrew needed, he not obviously needed this £12 million uh, settlement to Virginia Dufresne. Now, there have been reports in Switzerland by Le Temps, which is a Swiss newspaper, saying that the chalet has been placed under sequestration. That means it's essentially been placed into receivership. Now, I don't really know the ins and outs of this, but it says that the action has allegedly been taken because Andrew and his ex-wife Sarah Ferguson owe two million francs, which is still one point six million pounds, probably about just over two million dollars. Uh, to an unnamed couple whom they have a business relationship. The situation has complicated the sale of the chalet, which oh. Andrew has planned. It was claimed earlier this year that Grace Royal had found a buyer for the cherished chalet, which was my understanding, that he'd, he'd found the buyer, um, it was all done and dusted, funds from the sale were said to be financing the $10 million settlement, which is, that's wrong actually, because it's 12, it's about 14, 15 million dollars, Settlement with Virginia Dufresne, who had obviously accused him of sexually assaulting her while she was kept as a sex slave for Jeffrey Epstein. So the plot thickens. I will try and um, move away from my holiday once more, and I'm going to try and get to the bottom <laughs> of this. So I will, uh, I will update you on this later. And next for next week, actually, we got Prince oh, Harry's Prince, Harry. Prince, Harry, Prince Harry's court case is starting against the British government today. Starts it started this morning. Um, well, it was due to start this morning. He is obviously suing the Home Office for the decision to take away his taxpayer-funded security. Again, this is a point, very quickly to wrap up, this is a point about why we probably didn't see a lot of Sussexes, because they were strictly told that they would only have security provided for them at the family events. So that was that's why they had the party at their home, because they would have had it's, it's on royal, royal grounds, as it were. It's on the Windsor Estate. They couldn't be going out and seeing friends here, there and everywhere because Harry has this court case claiming that he should have uh, public taxpayer funded security. They didn't bring their team over with them because they were just literally going from Frogmore to the palace or to the St Paul's Cathedral. So it's further complicated the situation for him. Um, and the fact that he just couldn't go out and in, enjoy some of the sights, maybe. So maybe we'll pick this up next week. And if anyone hasn't listened to our two special Jubilee episodes, then drop in and listen to those now. I'm joined by Scott to talk about all the fashion from the Queen's reign. And I also managed to drag Dan into the studio uh, for a listener episode in which, Russell, you'll enjoy this. He admitted at one point that what we do is very hard when he tried to work out. He was trying to be clever and do all the days <laughs> ahead to when we were publishing stuff and admitted that what we do is very hard. Which is very no. nice. You know, we're not, we're, not, we're not just two complete idiots doing this. <laughs> and Although yeah, some may disagree. <laughs> lots of great listen, uh, stories from all our listeners in that, which is fantastic. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And as always, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Save. And until next time. Pod Save the Queen!